Hey, good afternoon. Welcome back. Uh, I'm Guy Bauer. It is The Good Life. And every Saturday, we come to you live from the Odyssey Good Life studio. I just want to remind you that uh, the wine of the week this week is from Paso Robles. It's available at Jacob Liquor Exchange. It's called Opalo. That's the producer. And you go, what a weird name. Well, there's a little bit of a a Serbian, Croatian influence there, but not in the wine. This is a magnificent Cabernet from some of the best-growing uh, soil and microclimates in all of Paso Robles. Uh, and we'll talk about that later. I've got a bunch of things to talk about in the second half. Um, Joe Stump's in the studio. We're talking about iconic eats of Wichita, surprising history, people, and recipes. And, yes, there's one of my salmon recipes in the book. Thank you, Joe. Um, Thank you. I, I think it tells a lot as how you did it. Beginnings, Pioneer Woman and Salad Days, Part 2, uh, there, there's a bunch in here, but Three Great Cuisines, Middle East Meets Middle West, El Pueblo, Mi Pueblo, Friend of Foe, Friend of Fa. <laughs> I love it. That's so good. And, and there's a lot of stuff. And he showed me the, uh, the Latour influence in food restaurants here in Wichita, and it's worth buying the book for. And by the way, Joe, you're going to be signing books immediately after the show today, starting at 1 o'clock. At Watermark Books, that's right. That's great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So. And then, but if someone can't make that, the best way to get a book? Would probably be to contact me at the Active Age office, and the number down there is a 942-5385. And, of course, theactiveage.com. You can find it and get the number, and you can yep. get a book. And uh, uh, really well done. Let's talk about the contents when you started getting uh, – it's laid out different than most books of this nature. Right. Uh, I love the first part because it kind of sets the stage. Tell us some of the fun stuff you ran into when you started putting things together. Well, um, just organizing a, a, the material was a lot of fun to me to try to make it presented in a way that uh, uh, made sense. And uh, I wanted to kind of tell the story of Wichita through the food that people eat because food's such a huge part of people's lives. Obviously, we need it to live. <laughs> and But it's more than that. You know, it's like culture and history and uh, recreation and, uh, uh, you know, family social and friends. Yeah, family and friends, socializing. And um, I just thought that there's a lot of, of ways you can come at food and um, more than just a, a straight recipe book. But yeah. there are plenty of good recipes in there. Well, and I think what you and Denise have both done is shed light on uh, just how lucky we are to live here. Oh, this is a, a great food town if you, if you take the uh, – time to look for it and know the right people <laughs> well even then even take the time to look for it's key i've had people that uh, i flew with at fedex and they would just eat at the restaurant there at, at the hilton Doubletree. right and that was good it was a good restaurant but they would take you anywhere and i i posted a list uh, a couple times online to my fedex fellow pilots said here's things you should go to Right. And the hotel will take you there. Uh, every time I have friends come to town to visit, um, like buddies come in to play music or something, and we they see how we live here and eat here in Wichita, they're, they're always like, this is a great place. It's a great place. Well, uh, okay, i got to mention this little sad part, but one of the great restaurateurs here in town, uh, I think Dino's, Jack's. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, cafe and, and bar and grill at Benton Airport. Right. His yeah. wife just died this I week. saw that. I saw that. I did not know that she was. She was a pup. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I was so sad. Sadder than I would have guessed. 
because John and I are acquaintances, but I wouldn't say good friends by any stretch. Right. And I met her in passing one time, and that's it. But he's another guy. He is a very, uh, very, um, uh, not, I, shouldn't, I don't want to say driven. He's just really um, passionate about what he does. And he's right now he's got, you know, what, three or four great places. Yeah. Uh, I think Stearman is an iconic place. Oh, my God. I don't have a recipe from them in there because it's, mo- it's mainly – you know, bar food, yeah, bar food. But it, it, to me, it, that's a, that's a Wichita I- iconic place. And frankly, he made it as good as it's ever been, and significantly better than previous editions, right? Of that restaurant. I and mean, if you remember back, he's the one that uh, ran Red Rock when it was right. you know becoming that's the institution it's become. Yeah, I don't know whenever he spent time at home because he must <laughs> have been busy. Right. But we got a lot of that. I mean, look at Medi's. Yeah, yeah. Look at what they have done in the new locations, and uh, I think that's so cool. What right. else? Um, we, you, you have a lot of recipes that you had to wheedle down from uh, the Eagle Times and when when stuff that you had published prior. Right, yeah, and um, it's impossible to say you're going to do a comprehensive book about food in a place as big as Wichita. So what I wanted to do was make it as kind of eclectic as possible. And not repeat myself in there. And so there's just a wide variety of recipes. Everything from, you know, main courses to uh, appies to desserts to breakfast. Um, a good buddy of mine, you mentioned earlier, Carter Green, the uh, recording musician and recording studio owner. His recipe for crepes is in there. And I, I, that's not something that I would right. pic- picture in my mind of Carter fixing. Well, he has a tradition of um, making crepes on New Year's morning for friends and family. Oh, wow. And uh, I've been there for a few times, and he's great at it. He's a real uh, Francophile. So. Well, he's a real talented dude. Yes, he is. And uh, what, what's the studio called? Green Jeans? Green Jeans in Wellington. Um, unbelievable. Um, the book is cool. you got to get a copy. Uh we can't let you get out of the studio without talking about uh, Mark Arts and the stuff you're doing up there. What's coming? What have you enjoyed doing the most? What right. generates the most interest? Well, cooking classes are back at Mark Arts, and they are selling out, filling up very quickly. I think people in this town are just, uh, you know, really itching to do, get out and do stuff again. And um, uh, so I teach up there. Uh, Harry Pape teaches up there. Yep. Um, they got a few other teachers and oh, Jamie does wine stuff. Yes, that's right. Jamie uh, Stratton does wine and it's, it's a great, uh, great, uh, fun time. And did, did I, do I understand? And I think the money's actually been, uh, raised to redo the kitchen. Yeah. They're talking about expanding it pretty yeah. considerably, which would be great because right now it about 15, 16 is about the maximum. It was too small to start with. And yeah. in my opinion, laid out not as well as it could be because, if you were at the stove, your back was to everybody watching. Right, right. So, but it, but um, on the other hand, it does have one huge, nice island, and my classes are more hands-on com- right. communal cooking, and everybody seems to kind of enjoy gathering around that and uh, pitching in. Oh, cool. Well, I know you're busy, and I know you got to run off and uh, and get going. But back to the book, I guess. I, I didn't. It doesn't even have to be talking about the book. Mm-hmm. What do you see? What's the future? And then, of course, being married to Carrie Rangers, uh, what's the future? What's uh, more restaurants? They, they open and close at rates that are commensurate with big cities, <laughs> right? But we're not that big of a city, right? Well, I think one interesting thing is going to be a wa- uh, is to watch what happens with our two uh, two new uh, cooking schools, culinary programs. Um, you know, they both have some very uh, good people at the helms of them, yeah. And so, um, 
I hope they can both prosper and, you know, make the food here even better. Well, I enjoyed being downtown and seeing what they're going to do to rehab the old building. Right. That's cool. And they've got enough money and they're doing it fairly quickly. Uh, but then I've also seen the plans that Scott Redler came up with and the team that's putting together butlers right. out there at Andover Road or just past Andover Road and on Kellogg. Yeah, wow. I mean, uh, they both are very ambitious and could, could be spectacular. And hope, I hope they can uh, uh, both succeed. Well, Beth and I have been big supporters of everybody involved in both and right. in both schools. I, I, okay, just between you and me and anybody that's listening today, I, I have a worry that to get someone to come pay and learn for a two-year or longer program to then go out and get hired as a – sous chef at best, a trainee, mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a prep guy or gal, a salad person, uh, even though wages have gone up in this last year, uh, with inflation, the increase is just not that big. Right, right. And I think that's why a lot of people in that go through those programs, actually, they may not go into restaurant work. They might go into um, more like institutional type food. They might yeah. be cooking for a a set group as opposed to the public, yeah, which yeah. can be kind of fickle. Well, and even if you are leaning that way and you want to be the next new top chef or, you know, be on TV or something, that's such a very small percentage of the people that get involved in cooking. Right. And, uh, man, you got to thrive on being on your feet, being hot and sweaty, and uh, and being in a fairly intense environment. Yes, yeah. Not an easy job. That's why I leave it, it to leave it to the pros. I just <laughs> write about them. Well, and that, that's what I do. I just talk about them. Oh, I wanted you to see this. Uh, we got just another minute. I, I'll get you out of here. I promise. Sure. Um, the guy that's coming up next. Mm-hmm. Did you ever hear of Bill Coleman? Bill's homegrown heat. No, I haven't. Okay. Homegrown heat. Uh, the All first right. time I had it was at Nola's on the east side. <laughs> they had that as a condiment that you could use to put on your pizza. Right. And I. I, I I was blown away. See, local? Yeah, Wichita. Okay, wait. Was, busted his tail, produced a lot of product, had it in a few locations, got it in Dillon's. Right. And that proved uh, his downfall. I say that in that he realized, man, this is just too much. It started as a hobby. And when he quit making, I bought the last, I went all over town to places where he steered me to that bought the product. And right. bought them out. Right. I ran out summer two years ago, and a friend of mine out in Goddard gave me uh, the ability to plant some peppers in his garden. Right, and they flourished. Uh, you may have seen two years ago my I do remember of that. Peppers, yeah, yeah. Uh, jalapeno, serrano, and habanero, and bought another to add to our collection of dehydrators. Right, cut these peppers up, dehydrated them. The house smelled great for weeks. Uh, and then pulverize them. Mine looks exactly the same. I think it's still a little bit hotter. I might have used more habanero than Bill did. Right. Did but he give you some pointers or tips on nothing. how to do it? No, I, I just took off on my own. <laughs> well, there you go. Because that's all it is. It's dried peppers pulverized. So I took, uh, I used mostly jalapenos and about 20% of each of the serrano and habanero. Right. Well, he's going to be on again. He's still thriving. I just ordered four more containers. They last me about two, three months. Right, right. And did you smell it? No, I will. Take a sniff. 
Don't get too deep. That's nice. Oh, my God. You're welcome to taste some. Put a little on your finger, but uh, it's pretty warm. All right. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, that's got some heat on it. It's pretty warm. Yeah. But what I love about this, I love all kinds of hot sauce. Right. I don't want to add vinegar to things. I like the heat and the flavor and minimize the vinegar. There's times I would like, I like the vinegar in certain things, but... You can put this in soups, in beans, on fish, on meat. You can put it on stuff for you and cook it. It's a table condiment. Uh, that stuff's hot. That would last me a long time. <laughs> I will tell you this, and Bill <clears throat> agrees, you become conditioned. Mm-hmm. You know, little teeny bits at a time. Right. And uh, now I shake it on worse than my wife does salt. Joe Stump, you're a great man. Thanks for coming in today. Thank you for having me. Don't forget to give give this book away to one of your We're going to do it right now. Uh, listeners. Uh, and I'm going to bid you farewell. Okay. You get out the same way you came in. And uh, Joe's on his way to Watermark Books, a great place to buy books. And he's going to be signing copies of Iconic Eats of Wichita. Starting at 1 o'clock. Go see him and tell him you heard about it on Good Life Guy. Now, how would you like a copy for free? For free, I tell you. Here it is. Signed by the master himself, Joe Stump. All you got to do is, you know the drill, 316 316- 869-1330. Call now. We'll put it in the mail. 316-869-1330. And you get a copy of Iconic Eats of Wichita.